explain it because I don't have like a, an, an, uh, an illegible handwriting. I don't have it and I've never acquired it even throughout medicine. But I just feel, I don't know, I, I just don't, like I really can't pinpoint because like every, most of the doctors that I know, they don't have a legible handwriting. But then when they write in, their, in, our, in our files? But this is, oddly enough, the nurses, when they have to carry out the, the, whatever the doctor wrote on the file, they are able to read because they've been accustomed, you know, to read that line, what the line means. (laughs) I want us to move from that. Tell me about your faith. What role has your faith played? Because you, in your, in your work and uh, in your being as a person. Yeah, it has played a huge role. I'm a God fanatic, like Simba knows, he'll tell you. Um, like, I feel like in, in the times where I had a lot of obstacles, the only person I could, especially after my grandmother died in 2007, the only person I could rely on, because at that time I had no form of income coming, except from my bursary when I was paying for my books, or like for lodging or whatever, and I had a meal account, but every other thing that I needed as like a, a student, like for instance, I want to buy new clothes or whatever, I never knew where I was going to get the next t-shirt or the next denim, you know, so I had to rely only solely on God. Sometimes I never knew like how certain things were were being given to me, how they came about. I only saw what's the time I have it. I have it. And the thing is, you need faith when you're in a difficult. Well, you need faith all the time. Let me let me, not, let me paraphrase. You need you need faith all the time, but it helps when you know that you have God's backing when you are in a difficult position because it just gives you that calm. You know that peace. You know, like okay, I know things are not great now. But I know that he's there. And I know whatever I'm going through. Like, for instance, I, used to, I always tell my friends when they're going through a rough place that you need, like, you may not understand what's happening now, but you need to trust his heart because you know he has your best interest at heart. So faith has played a very big role. It's what, it's also what keeps me grounded. Because, you know, the hospital is a very frustrating environment because you deal with a lot of different personalities. Some very rude, some, like, very disrespectful. But it, 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 your faith, you, you understand that, okay, I can't be like that person. You know, I can't always lash out. You know, if he's lashing back, I can't be rude back. You know, it's not serving, it's not serving any purpose, you know. I mean, if someone passes in, he's swearing at me and I'm swearing back. He's seeing two fools swearing at each other, you see. So sometimes, like, the, the, the knowledge of God and, you know, once you know God, I feel like once you know better, you are forced, like, to do better. Earlier on, you mentioned that doctors have got a God complex. Mm. Do you see that complex being compatible with your faith? Mm. I feel like when you when you really know who's the man in charge, it's difficult for you to tell a God complex because you know you can facilitate with healthcare, you can assist in the most helpful way, but you know at the very end His will will be done. So you're actually conscious of the fact in your yes, work that oh, I'm very conscious you that can you can you can prescribe the best and give the best care and do things mm. and uh, with X and it might work, but with Y it might not work. Yeah, you'll find a patient coming but probably unconscious and you would tube and one moment on the on the vent he was fine, he was stable. You know, you you are just waiting for the time where you'll be triggering the machine wanting to breathe on their own. But the next the, the next five minutes the patient just automatically dies so like i'm very conscious of the fact that i can do to the best of my ability but i'm also just the creation you understand mm. the creator is the one who has the final say wow yeah. i wish so many doctors would say the things that you're saying <laughs> yeah it's 
it's like you know especially when you get to being a, becoming a specialist because you you see um how can i put it patients getting back to health almost all the time you know you help and you say oh they're getting better so you, you start believing in your own hype you're like yeah i'm really good at what i do you know i go and i, and I go in the operate operating table i open i do one two three the patient becomes well afterwards so you start believing in your own hype you start believing in your own um abilities but you forget that the same abilities were bestowed upon you by a higher power you see so for me it's really difficult for me to have a god complex because i know who's in charge i know who's my boss so I, 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 I practice what I what I practice from what I learned, but I know that at the very end his will will be done. What do you do to relax? I spend a lot of time with my friends. Like I, I don't know. They're like for me, because we were a very small family, it was just me, my grandmother, my mother and my younger brother and my aunt. So because my uncle and my grandmother died the same year. So um so like my mom is doing his own thing, my brother is in university, he's just finishing off this year in an accounting degree. My aunt also is very involved in church, always going out on weekends. So I don't, have t I don't really spend time a lot with my family because they're doing their own things. So I spend a lot of time with my friends. We, I'm, a, I'm a foodie, so I love, you know, r restaurant hopping, you know, judging the food type of thing. That's, ugh, that's one of the things, like I feel like in my creative writing, I would love maybe to write a blog about food. <laughs> I thought you'd like to be a plastic surgeon, then link that with fashion uh, and be no, and you work know, on the models. Initially, when I when I started, I really wanted to be a plastic surgeon, but I feel like unless you go into aesthetic medicine, but South Africa doesn't have a market really for it. What can you buy are there? Yeah, but like that's a that's like a, a drop in an ocean of a lot of people. America has a market because even the ordinary layman goes and have like a breast augmentation or a facelift type of thing because they don't have the social issues we, we have in, in, our, in our country. So here it's like a, a handful of people who have the money to afford those things. And there's already other doctors who are in the field doing aesthetic medicine. You see, and the thing is we have a lot of uh, traditional and conservative attitudes towards plastic surgery. True. Where now, it's like, why did he have to bleach her skin? Why did she have to do that? We judge you. Eh? Yes. So that's why a lot of people won't engage or won't get involved with a lot of plastic surgery because they are afraid of the social stigma that comes with uh, plastic surgery. Like, I mean, now, for instance, with Kanyimbao and um bleaching, which for me, I feel if you have the money and it, it makes you happy. If Because the thing is, people need to understand at the end of the day, when you wake up in the morning to go and work and hustle, for, for money. At the end of the day, how you utilize it is your decision. You cannot enforce your ideals or your ideas on other people on how they should live their life. You know, you should be focused on how you live your life and how you raise your own children. You see, you'll find people sitting in, for instance, living in abstract poverty, not working, sitting in the corner, smoking the whole day, and then they see Kanyambao on TV. Uh, they say, oh, he says she has a rose gold complexion, but you are not working. What is the bottom? <laughs> what is the bottom line? She's working. She's striving to become a better person. She's she's a tax-paying citizen of South Africa. So the money that the, the money that is going towards the money that the grant, the Uyuholai, yes. a grant is coming from Bokhani the because their bracket is even bigger. Exactly, and since they, they're in arts, so they get paid like. They pay a lot of tax from that lump sum that they get because they don't. Sometimes they don't get paid every single month, so they get a gig maybe for seventy-five thousand rand. That seventy-five thousand is taxed. Yes, and that's what's paying the the grants for Abokoko, Abantuana, the very same kids that you're busy making while sitting on the corner judging Kanye's complexion. 
What is the bottom line? South Africans are too concerned with other people's business. Do you understand? For me, I feel like you should be focused on creating wealth. And if it, that's the thing about that's 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 um, wrong about the school system, about the school curriculum, is that we were not taught how to be employers. We're taught how to be employable people. You know, teachers were always enforced that you need to have a yeah, you must yes. find a job type of thing, you know. Yes. But I feel like our curriculum should have enforced that we are, that, that's the only way you can build industry. That's how you can build competition. You see, is that if, if a lot of people are opening businesses and the country is growing because now we're investing in our own country. But now if you're all looking for the same job, like you find people saying, who's going to create those jobs? The company's not going to open a, a, a factory, a factory mm. and employ people just for the sake of employing people. Because yes. now it's also the, he, he's also, he has to pay those people and those people have to return the money back. You see, like for instance, with certain, certain countries like China, they are like, for, for instance, like their prisons are like a form of, that's true re rehabilitation. Because there are industries, when you're in prison in China, you get a, a bowl of rice a day and you work it the whole day. Where do you think those t-shirts from China are coming from? The sneakers that we buy from China, the jackets, who's making them? It's prison. Yes, and when you leave there as a when you leave the when you get released from the from from prison to come and to come into like a greater society, then you you have acquired a skill. Then you can actually go look for a job in a factory because you've worked. You know how you've to actually work. worked in one. Yeah. Yes. So what's next for you? Okay, I just getting okay. married. No. <laughs> Why no. not? <laughs> uh, no. Why? <laughs> Um, I, I are you single? Are yeah, you married? I'm, yeah, I'm single. Nobody special in your life? No. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't, for now, I just don't have the personality to have someone 24-7. For me, it, it, it's, it's a form of imprisonment. I'm, I, I'm not saying that is... What I was, like, for instance, you know, you must always challenge your convictions as a, as a, as a, as a person, person yeah. you see. So maybe one day, maybe three years down the line, my, my convictions will be challenged. I might find someone I love, I want to get married. But right now... I, I don't see myself living with somebody, waking up some, every single day. No, <laughs> I would like to have that. If 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 it was possible to be married with someone and they live in their own place, <laughs> I live in my own place. We visit each other, then that's fine. But having someone every day, no, I don't think I have the, the I don't know the patience for that. Wow, because you know, for me, my job, I speak every day to patients. I hear a lot of stories from patients. I don't want to get home, then I have to talk to someone as well. You sometimes I just want to get home, not even put on the TV and just chill. You see. Wow. Let's take a musical break and we'll be back. <laughs> they say time uh, goes by fast when you're having fun, and today has been a typical example of us having fun in studio. Unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the show, and uh, I'm going to ask Dr. Ster to give us his final words. And I would like you to speak to to those guys, and even Bogogo who are listening right now, who are busy laughing at Umshoza, no Kelly Kumalo, Nabo who are who are who are not living according to what we think uh, the norms and uh, they're not conforming to 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 what we think they should be conforming what would you say to them um well i'll start with the young black boy i think I, I want to tell you like i was born i was not born in a, an ideal situation i was not you know my i cannot put it my future was already preset for me the people thought i was just gonna make probably work at two words like at cna be a cashier all my life have five kfc you know type of thing but yeah. no your background doesn't have to necessarily negate how you're going to end up in, in, the, in life. The thing is, it's all about 
aspiring to be better. You know, if it's in your head, then nobody can take it. If you dream big, then even if you if you don't actually get to your final goal, at least you'll fall right there in the middle. But education is key. I will. It's it's key. Where it's not. It doesn't have, always have to be a formal 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 type of education because not everybody is good in in maths or science or whatever. But you need to find a way that even if you want to do music, you can teach music. You can work in the studios. Music is vast. You see. So, that, but the only way you can know that is if you educate yourself. You know, if you want to, if you want to go into certain industry, learn everything about that industry. Stop sitting there in the corner, being involved in things that are not going to be productive to you. Like, like people need to not want to be poor for the rest of their lives. You don't. You, you need to stop being comfortable eating tin fish and bub every single night. You know, it, you need to be moved to want to eat caviar, having a yacht by age of fifty. You know, you need to want something better. But the only way you're going to know and want something better is if you educate yourself about something that is happening out there. If the only anything you're going to rely on, as, as an example, is Usiso next door, who's a nurse and has cheese in the fridge. Cheese like is a, is a baseline for every single body who should be working. You understand? You need to aspire better. You, like, you'll find a lot of people who are... Um, they basically say when, you, when you're a bit well off, but you cheese boy or whatever. But I think we need to find something... A little bit better than cheese to aspire to 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 liken it to something to to um, financial freedom. Mm. You need to want to be better, you know. And to Abogoko, please, guys, come for your checkups. Oh my God! Like, please come check check for check check for your your hypertension. Take your 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 diabetes medication. You you cannot just give up on on, on life just because you've seen reached a certain age of life. You understand? There's medical care that is there that can make you stabilize. You can you can watch your grandchildren grow. You see, and I want to say one last thing, guys. You need to go get tested for HIV. If you're not gonna get tested, at least act responsibly. Like, uh, there's a lot of barrier methods. You still need to want to be afraid to get HIV. A lot of the ailments you see in the hospital, in the hospital, uh, have a background of HIV. Even the the, the a normal pneumonia. Now it can't just be pneumonia. You are HIV until proven otherwise, which is the best statistic. We shouldn't be thinking like that. But because we see so many HIV patients in the hospital that we have to think like that. When a patient walks in, you are HIV until proven otherwise. You see. So we need to act responsibly. We need to, like we need to we need to if you're gonna be want to run around the field and have a taste of everybody, at least use a condom with every single person. It's not only protecting them, it's also protecting yourself. Because if you are already infected and you sleep with other people, you are reinfecting yourself every single time. And HIV has millions of different strains. So don't think you're just getting the same virus you already have. You're getting other different strains which further pro which, which aggravate the HIV. That's why a lot of people die very early when they don't need to. Wow. Thank you very much. And catch me on Monday, same time, same place. Do not touch that down. Let's make space for Father Emil and Vincent. A big thank you to Spiwe and a big thank you to Simba and a big thank you to the afternoon team. God bless.